0: But, it, but it's not just dollars I'm talking about or, or money, but it's a risk in anything. You know, if you don't take the risk of, you know, going to school, getting your education, then you're, if that's a risk. You're gonna go spend a whole lot of money to get this degree that may or may not give you anything, or your the relationships. You know, you take the risk every single day in making yourself vulnerable to other people.
1: This is the Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton. Each week, Scott shares how he uses the leadership principle of disruption to keep his companies growing and moving in the right direction. Let's get started. Welcome to the Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton. My name's Jamie Preston, and right now we have the disruptor in his car, traveling at the moment, disrupting all across South Carolina. How you doing?
0: I'm I'm great. I also have four dogs in the car, so if they start barking all of a sudden, just forgive me, and we'll try to carve that out of the podcast.
1: Listen, you can never have enough dogs, in my opinion. I'm I'm a dog lover, so that sounds. Well, amazing. I got
0: two, two of mine, two of my daughters, and it's because uh, she's out of town too.
1: <laughs> nice, Scott. What have you been into this week?
0: You know, so um, I met with Matt Staub this morning, who's our CEO of our healthcare division, and um, Matt and I were talking about there's been uh, some transformation over the last few months in our organization that has been really good. Um, And one of the things we were looking at is, okay, so what? How did that? Why did that happen? And what was it that we did uh, to make that happen better? Yeah. And uh, so for example, one is the, uh, the the nurse practitioners in terms of their documentation. Most people probably don't know this, but they get paid uh, higher rates based on the acuity of the patient, like how sick the patient is or how many different diseases they have. Right. And so you have to document all of that really uh, correctly. And by the way, don't take coding um uh, advice from me, but I just know enough to <laughs> be dangerous on that. But, but the point is is that we we've, we've seen that better over the last few months. They've been documenting more appropriately um, for, for their patient population, which sure. has also increased the amount of money they're able to bill and the revenue per provider. Um, so that, so we were really looking at, well what, what's inspired that and moved that? And so it really came down to twofold. Um, it, two, two things that happened. One, it was education, and it was mm-hmm. let's look at what do these patients look like and what, what should the documentation be on, um, you know, a type of visit or a type of patient. And so we started um, training classes, and we started them out just asking the providers to come into the corporate office in Columbia and go through this training. Then we started recording that training every uh, week on a podcast or on, a, um, on video on Teams. And then some of the providers look at it later. So, like, we've had one provider and she says, I get on the call every week when they're yeah. doing the training. And so I listen to it like I'm in the car, visits, or something. I listen, You on know, my days off. So, I always pick them up on something new each week we do it. Yeah. So, I mean, information that, is um, power. Having that stuff recorded, it, it really is. And I think that's what people don't understand um yeah. so that was the number one thing once we get people educated we have providers who are going, oh i don't need that education and and then we go back and show them why they did yeah. you know why their numbers weren't looking right or their documentation wasn't looking right uh so education i think is the is very key but education isn't any good if you're also not tracking yeah. So, uh, Teresa Yunus, uh, who's back with us now, by the way, for you guys, she's back with South Carolina House Calls. And, and Teresa always says, you know, if you're not tracking it, um, then there's no way you're going to get it done. And yeah. so you have to have that means. So opening up through Power BI these reports, um, on a daily basis where our, now our regional directors, our schedulers, our, uh, trainers all have access to really look at daily, you mm. know, so you got a provider, for example, who's got a bad day, you know, school calls, kids got to be picked up or something's happening in, in their personal life, or they get to a patient's home and, and they're just a catastrophe and you end up spending two hours there, it throws your day off, and then you're sitting there going, well, at the end of the month, you're going, well, hey, how come I didn't get my billing, like, how come I didn't bill what I thought I should, right. you know, for these patients, and, and you forget. Mm-hmm. that, you know, three weeks ago, this happened. So with our, now with this Power BI report, we can really look at it daily yeah. and say, well, this is where you messed up. And, and we can look at it like each day, our regionals now are looking to say, okay, who who didn't hit their goal for the day? Mm-hmm. And then let's go find, you know, those visits. Yeah, And, and which patients got missed, right? That
1: information is really powerful because you, you're not, you don't have to wait. Nah. You know, it's it's almost instant and you don't have to wait three or four days or a month later to see a blip on the map there.
0: Right. Yeah. I I remember as the administrator in my first uh, position 25 years ago, um, I remember the CFO coming in and dropping the financials um, on my desk and saying, hey, what happened here? And and looked and the, the information was four months old. Honestly, uh, what happened is I don't have information in real time. I can't make decisions.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yeah. you know? I, I've heard this said. I read this recently. I think it was. I, I I could be wrong on this, but I think I read an article where Jeff Bezos said that he needs seventy percent of the information to make a good decision. Not a hundred percent, but seventy percent. And I would I would venture to say he needs the correct information at that moment what do you think that is scott because you're pretty good you're pretty quick at making decisions
0: what what i would is jeff bezos is probably correct as long as you're an expert in your field yeah so i could certainly with 70 percent of the information that was thrown at me i could pretty much make the right decision um if it was related to something i knew
1: yeah
0: but you start asking me about you know something I, I'm just not aware of. I've got to dig and have more information. Sure, to make that right and so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's... so I think having information, having the, the the training, and then being able to track um, individually. Because for me, and I guess we've talked about this on the podcast, the most important thing for me is productivity. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you know if if a hand is idle right now that's one less patient that should be served. You know, if if a a person is idle sitting in the restaurants, then that's one patron that could have been served. Mm -hmm. Or that's one dish that could have been cleaned. (laughs) Or bathroom that could have been cleaned up. So, um, you know, I I, I looked at our, it was in one of our restaurants last night, and, and there were four servers standing in this section waiting for customers to wow. come in
1: yeah that's never and, never and, a good sign
0: yeah it, it, and it and it's interesting because everybody wants to come in at the same time 7 to 8 30 this a white tablecloth restaurant smoke and it, it's very nice but everybody kind of wants to eat somewhere between 7 and 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 8 30 and and so um they're standing around, and I'm thinking, they could be in the bathroom. They could be you know, clean. or they could be behind the bar, or they could be tidying up, or they could be uh, you know, setting a table up or something that they could have done. And and so I said, hey, guys, is there not anything y'all could be doing while well, everything's done? Well, then you came in too early.
1: Mm. I didn't
0: need you to come in that early. Yeah. <laughs> so it's frustrating to me. And they were looking at me like I was crazy, <laughs> of course. But I, I just sit there and go, you're idle. Now if it's a relaxation idol, that's different. Yeah. You know, sitting there reading a book and still productive or watching the T V show. I mean, just right. relaxes you, that could be about it. But at work I just think you gotta be productive. I,
1: I always find it hard to believe that there's nothing else to do though. I I don't always <laughs> I don't usually buy that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, so right, because they could have been in the back studying the menu yeah. you know looking at the wines that we have i mean there's just so many things that they could have been doing just in standing to talking to each other
1: absolutely uh, there's always you can be creative on, on what needs to be done and you can always find something no doubt
0: right yeah, yeah. absolutely so uh, so having the, having the data to know what's going on being able to look at it quickly and easily and then being able to train with it um mm-hmm. So one of the things that we discovered, you know, we bought this software called Eclivity and it is um, it analyzes patients with the patient charts and and points providers to things they should be looking at. Yeah. And, And sometimes they may not miss it. They may miss some piece of whatever was in a documentation from a hospital record that was downloaded, you know, a year and a half ago could still be important, but they may not remember it you know, what happened with that patient. Mm-hmm. So this software is analyzing and looking at that and telling them, hey, this is something you should be pointed in that direction. So we got the software a few months ago, been playing around with it, and but nobody, it, it, a few people, like only about five or six people even had access to it. Yeah, And and so we're trying to figure out how to get that information out to people. And so um, Teresa Eunice, as she came back to us, I said, "Teresa, I just want you to look at this and figure out what we have to do. So Teresa calls the company and, and I said, I need some training, you know, where you kind of give me some quick pointers so I can start playing around with the software. Yeah. And, um, we come to find out the guy actually lives like two miles from her, Oh. <laughs> you know, she on this 800 number and he happens to live near her and he'll know. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure they'll meet a person at some point. Um, but anyway, so he did that training. And she said, well, let me ask you this. She said, how, how much does this cost us? And, and he told her, and he said, she said, well, but does it cost me per user? And he said, no, no, no. We, we charge you based on your page up population. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so, no, Matt, we could have a 1,000 users Yeah, you know, out there. So when she told us that, we were like, okay, let's hmm. give it to everybody. Give it out. So, give it to everybody. Now, some people said, yeah, but I'm not sure it's going to be that useful for some people, and I said, you know, half the providers may not use it, but if they have access to it, there's a few that are going to dig into it. Like, yeah. I've got, I got some providers, they, they want information so bad, they will just look at anything. A lot of those providers
1: in. are C, personality on the disc, and they can't get enough data.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I thought of one right off the bat. I said, you watch. She will be, on her off days, she's going to be playing around with this because it's going to be fascinating mm-hmm. to her. Yeah absolutely anxious to, to, to see where that happens but getting access and then and then the question was well you have to submit the names to you know into the company and then they have to give you a log login user IDs and you know all that kind of stuff set up your passwords and and uh, so Teresa said well I'm one step ahead of you she said they'll give us access so when we're signing up a provider you know just to come to workforce it's just one extra step to sign them up for that. nice Yeah. Yeah. Now, then eventually we'll we'll let them play around with it. Then we'll start doing training sessions. Yeah. Based yeah. on learning.
1: right. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't know how you want to use a device or a tool, or you got to figure out how you want to use it and how you want it to fit into your processes.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. And and so the great thing about this world now is that there's just so much information that you know use. You sp- to be like if you did computer programming you had to have a degree and you had to work for IBM and, mm-hmm. and there were all these secrets of stuff out there and then, and then it just cut loose and it was open to anybody and you have all this open soft the uh, open source software that people use out there. It's free. Yeah. Just go in there and grab it and do it.
1: Yeah, there's, yeah. there's unlimited ways to learn and I mean honestly, YouTube is is an unbelievable place to learn. If you want to learn something, it's out there almost. Um, just about anything you can learn.
0: I had a friend of mine. He said, bought what new washer dryer?" And of course, uh, my wife threw away the instruction manual. And I said, "YouTube. I guarantee you. Guarantee. There's a YouTube, Ten YouTube videos." On whatever it is you want to do to that washer dryer, <laughs>
1: guaranteed. And some, you know, uh, you know, I, I always tease and say, well, it's usually a, a fourth grader, and I can understand a fourth grader. I, I get what they're saying. They're not going to talk over my head, and and it's usually easy to learn that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it, the, it, all the information's at the top So that's what we have to do with our organizations, is that. Yeah. And and no matter what organization you're in, whether it's hospitality, healthcare, or manufacturing. You've got to make sure that you're continuing to train and educate your, your staff. Uh, so Matt and Matt and I this morning we we're talking about our apprenticeship programs and some of them are a little on the outdated uh, with some of the courses and yeah. and so we were talking about well you know, we got to get somebody to fix it. So who who's the person to go fix it? And I said, well, let's think outside the box. Sound like Facebook? Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 I had to call somebody to post something for me on Facebook, you know, it would slow the process down. Yeah. Yeah, so I said, just take these ten courses or ten days worth of education, give it out to ten different people, and say, "Hey, by next Thursday, I want you to have updated this." Yeah, and and put something new together. So empower folks. Right. Um, we, we, I was talking to. We have a new director of marketing for the main course, and his his job is to make sure that one we have entertainment lined up, and everybody knows what it the entertainment is, right. and to make sure he markets the entertainment, and so. He was talking about, he said, I need people just to videotape these artists when they're in here. I need them to do clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I need them to post that directly to Facebook at that point, Facebook right. and Instagram. So you could even be saying, hey, I'm down here. This is a great concert. Come join me.
1: Yeah.
0: And people will do that. So, but we've never done that before because we put that. I think we were so concerned in our organization that something may go up on Facebook on there that we didn't prior approve or something that was didn't look right, we got to where everything was stale. And so right. our our Facebook post or live music venue or Instagram post is, you know, picture a stale picture of an empty room or a picture of something instead of a video clip that's gonna get people excited about what we do.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people wanna see live stuff now. I mean, with the stories and the different things that, that are being posted it's it's they want updated information right there, right then.
0: Exactly. Cause it's, a, it's at your fingertips everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes we're just so outdated in our businesses. So I, I always say to to folks, you know, I, I had a friend who texted me this morning he said, next year, I want you to help me show, show me how I can get rich. Yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I said, well, you know, part of it is you got to have a passion for something, mm. um, but but I texted him back and I said, as long as you're willing to take the risk, yeah, because you're not going to get rich if you don't take a risk.
1: Yeah, you have to. And that's, I think that's where a lot of people don't, unless you have courage, that's to me, that's, that's what it takes. It takes a lot of courage to be able to do that.
0: But, it, but it's not just dollars I'm talking about or, or money, Sure. but it's a risk in anything. You know, if you don't take the risk of, you know, going to school, getting mm-hmm. your education, then you're, and that's a risk. You're going to go spend a whole lot of money mm-hmm. to get this degree that may or may not give you anything or your relationships. You know, you take risk every single day and making yourself vulnerable to other people. Yeah. And whether it's friends or husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. I mean, you, you've got to take those risks at some point if you're going to receive anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What what makes it easy for you to take a risk?
0: So I think for me is there's always a passion Mm -hmm. somewhere about what I want to see different. Yeah. And when I see a wrong or I see a waste, I get passionate about that. And so I don't really—I don't even think about the risk. Right. I just do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and obviously you, it's a calculated risk. You're 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 collecting data all at the same time. Um, I think I think people that think, well, you just go out and you just throw caution to the wind and, and go for it. But obviously, you, you've got to have, you know, the right sales, you've got to have certain things in place. Uh, if you're going to do that, you know, but, but then again, it's still a risk, it may not work. I mean, how many times have you had an idea, Scott, that didn't work?
0: Well, every day, somebody looked at me the other day and said, everything you touch turns to gold. And I said, well, that's not true. (laughs) Let me talk to you about this and this and this and this, you know, and and I'll give you I got three businesses right now I'll give to you because I'm losing money in those. But, but if I had not taken the risk, then I would never know. And so I I will say my biggest fault is not knowing when to cut it off, you know, and say, okay, that isn't working, Mm. you know? And usually the, the things that don't work are the things that I didn't take a personal love and desire for. Yeah. And so um it, it didn't mean as much to me and therefore I just didn't support it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know,
0: Or, or I, didn't, I didn't spin my wheels and monitoring it and looking at it every single day. Yeah. And then at some point you turn around and you go, wow, it's been six months or a year and this isn't working, so let's, change it
1: out. Right. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think risk is a, is a something we, we all have to learn to take. And I think Scott, you've created a climate and a culture where it's okay to take risk. Cause you want your leaders to take risks too. Correct.
0: Yeah. So, so I've never really fired anybody for something not working, mm. you know, like here, here was a, here was something I tried and it just didn't work. Um, sometimes I'd fuss at them and say, "Ah, you could have just asked somebody." Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you, and that's why we have all these coaching calls. You couldn't have brought that up on a coaching call. <laughs> um, yeah, so so I think you have to um, uh, you have to think think logically about it. But I will tell you what what somebody would get fired for is either blatantly, you know, doing something that they knew was not going to work or, mm-hmm. or good. Um, but also, which very rarely happens, but sometimes it does or the people who take no risk
1: mm.
0: and, and I'm not, I'm not tolerant to that. Yeah. You know, you've got to take some risk. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the, we had some providers who, uh, didn't want to write the scheduled three narcotic medication drugs because they're so afraid that, you know, they're going to get investigated for writing these drugs or right. somebody's going to look at them. And, and, and my point was, look, you became an NP or a doctor to take care of people, and we know that's the medication that they need to have. Yeah. And if you don't have an alternative, you have to use it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, yeah. you got to do what's right by the patient.
0: Right, and 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 so do I believe that people should be on narcotic drugs in general? No, mm-hmm. you know, but right. there are times. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. You, you have to. It's the only way to relieve the pain. It's the only way to have a quality of life.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and yeah, we have there's we've obviously we've been through an opioid epidemic and there's been a lot of uh mistakes that have been made with the, you know, all those things, but there are people, like you said, there are people that do need need those kind of drugs or else life is is kind of meaningless at that point.
0: Yeah, but it, but it is a risk at the provider, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you have a lot of patients like that, and and so you're writing a lot of those a lot of those drugs, then it becomes a risk to that person a risk of being investigated. But if you do it right, there shouldn't be a problem. Right. And and so that's so you take risk every single day, you know, and and what you do and how you do it. Um, they again be calculated. You can be calculated if you're an expert, and you could probably make the decision on seventy percent of your. of of the knowledge provided you know what you're doing but um, i always look at this as you know i read a book a few years ago and and it was talking about what's who's an expert Mm -hmm. and you're an expert they said in the book you're an expert if you've done something for ten thousand hours yeah and then i started thinking okay so i want to and and they basically kind of said you could anybody can be an expert of anything yeah And then I said, oh, no, because I I said, let's take golf, for example. I could play 10,000 hours and be a horrible golfer. And Mm -hmm. then I went, wait a minute, 10,000 hours, that would be doing this for five years, every single day, eight hours a day, just like my job. Mm -hmm. If all I did was play golf eight hours a day for five years straight, eight full hours, that's a long day, isn't it? Yeah, Either studying golf, looking at golf, practicing golf, or playing golf. I, I bet you I'd be pretty damn good.
1: I think you'd be good. I I, I do because I've heard this. I've heard this taken, um, you know, if somebody wants to play in the NBA, and you know, they're obviously the M, an NBA player is an expert, but you got to have some talent and you got to have some skill there. Because I do know some people that I don't care how long they play golf. They're not going to ever be a good golfer. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. So, I, but I don't know. I've never met anybody. Yeah. Who played that much.
1: Yeah. Listen, so, if, but, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to test this, I will be the test subject. Cause I could, <laughs> I could do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's physical limitations. Like if I get on, uh, actually there were some great Harlem flow basketball players who were sure. at the nice ain't night. You know, so I'm just saying, like, I may not be the greatest in the world, but I may be pretty damn good. So think about it in your own industry, in your own business. So, Mm -hmm. so do it 10,000 hours. No matter what it is, think about what you've done. Then, then you become that expert, you know, and and you start to, then the risks are so easily calculated. Yeah. At at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: the point is, you, you can grow, you can get better, just like with the, um, training, you know, people have gotten better, they're growing, they're, they're gaining those hours, uh, working towards that. And you got to take risks at the end of the day. I think those are our two big principles today.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. So training, uh, taking the risk, um, but also making sure that, um, that, that you're, you're watching those things that are important. So, yeah. so you also have to have that piece where I, I am, I've got certain data that I'm looking at every single day, which is going to help me become better tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Scott, thanks so much.
0: Jamie. Thanks a lot. It was great. Y'all have a good weekend. Drive
1: safe and, right. and, and pet those dogs for us. <laughs> <I>
0: will, thanks. <laughs> thanks.
1: Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at the dot You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, the LTC University podcast, Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Stop, and coming soon, the Thriving Practitioner podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.